I'm not supposed to be here. I was told I would die before my 28th birthday, yet I am 50 years old. I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and I have an amazing life despite living with two terminal illnesses. It's time for me to share my story before I can't. So here it goes. I'm Kelly Wilson, and this is my life in pieces. Sometimes you meet people at pivotal moments in your life, and it's evident that you were destined to have that person in your world. My next guest is exactly that. A stranger I met on a plane who quickly became a friend I will cherish forever. Yvonne Murphy is a woman of many talents. She's a singer, an actress, and a writer. She's a mother of four, a grandmother to nine, and an NHL wife who remains a prominent face in the hockey community. I'm so thankful that you guys get to know her further. Welcome to the podcast, Yvonne. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so glad to reconnect with you like this. It's great. That's I'm so excited to have you here. So for those of you who may not know, at age 26, I was diagnosed with a very rare disease and began the fight for my life. And I traveled to California to meet uh, a doctor there uh, many, many times that would eventually helped to save my life. And I met Yvonne actually on my very last trip to California. Um, unfortunately, my doctor has since passed away. And, uh, but I was oh. headed to LA to um, get some confirmation on uh, some bone lesions that I had that they thought maybe sarcoidosis and it was a really uncertain and trying time for me. And um, I met this amazing woman on the plane. So Yvonne, do you remember why you were on the flight that day? Well, I go back and forth. As you know, I actually live uh, out of Los Angeles, uh, based out of Los Angeles, and we have a cottage in Canada. So in Toronto, uh, north of Toronto in uh, Newmarket. So I am a bi-coastal person. <laughs> so those flights, are, those flights are quite regular for me. And um, yeah, I've got my favorite seat. I've got my <laughs> I bring my sanitizing wipes. I was wiped. I look like a crazy person on the plane. But, <laughs> but um, so that's my regular flight. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. I was born at Edwards Air Force Base uh, in the Mojave Desert, and um, I know we were talking about that before. And so I'm a, I am a bit of a got a little bit of gypsy in me. So I love traveling. I do, I I do enjoy it. But um, I was going back at that time, I think, uh, just to uh, get you know, uh, take care of my place out there and get some doctor's appointments, see my sisters. And, and I think that's about it. I can't remember if there was anything else I was doing out there, but that was it. Well, you and I talked and, and you said, normally, you know, you get on the plane and you read or you put your <laughs> headphones in and stuff. So what made you, uh, start talking to me? I know we were sitting side by side, but other than that, <laughs> what made you start talking to me? Well, I think we were across the aisle from one another. So there was the, the aisle in between us. Right. And uh, normally what's interesting is I, I normally get on the plane and I like I, like you just said, I'll repeat it. I put my headphones on. I, I bury myself in my 
uh, magazine that I love, whether it be Architectural Digest or, you know, I don't know, some magazine that I love, uh, Real Simple or something. And um, I really just want to be left alone. And because I travel so much, I just, I get into my own zone. And uh, one of my self-help books, I love one of my self-help books that I love is called Laugh Again by Pastor Chuck Swindoll. But I noticed your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> shoes love I think, shoes <laughs> I think we're going to do a lot of laughing yes uh, <laughs> which is another thing I believe in too laughter is good for the soul the bible says and, and it, it does it's very healing but I looked at your shoes and I thought now she looks like a woman that knows what I like too right and I think you had a great bag with you, too. No doubt. I used to try to match my <laughs> shoes with my bags. And... Yeah. So there is a lot of negative, you know, that the mm -hmm. world throws at us sometimes. And mm -hmm. I just, you know, throughout our conversation on the plane that day, you invited me to come to your home. And we were yeah. complete strangers and you, I, I told you that, you know, I was what I was going there for. And you were like, yeah. why don't you come and stay with me at my house? And I, and the, that was, that was like, you know, unheard of. And then I accepted the offer. We, and you know, so I, I just felt like, oh, there's such good people in this world. And there was, you know, um, uh, what made you what made you do that and trust me enough and feel in yourself that you would invite a complete stranger into your home? First of all, not only is it crazy that I inv invited you because I didn't know you from Adam, but that you accept it is even crazy. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> right. you're like, who is this lady? <laughs> who is this woman that's inviting me? Come on over. <laughs> I live at the beach and I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I had a, a really strong movement in my spirit of uh, hospitality, of, of holding out uh, an outstretched um, arm to you and a hand because I did feel a heaviness uh, in, your, in your spirit. Um, and who would not have that? having to go through such a difficult ordeal as being told what that dot, when you told me what he had said to you. And, and I, I said, she needs the ocean air. She needs the sea and she needs God's love. And I have one of my favorite scriptures is don't neglect to show hospitality for by doing this, some have welcomed angels as guests without knowing it. Wow. And it's one of my favorite scriptures. And sometimes we don't know who we're showing hospitality to. It's just that God says, this is what I want you to do right now. And I really believe that it was God's, you know, Holy Spirit that just brought us together. And uh, I had more fun than a barrel of monkeys with you. And I think we had so much fun together and we didn't realize we were going to have that much fun. I was just trying to help you have a place to be calm, right. a place to have the tonic of the ocean. My mother used to drive up with me when, before she was dying, I would take her to my house and she said, you know, there's my tonic. She was from England. And I said, yes, mom, there's your tonic. And then 
th th she would say it was healing. So I just wanted you to have some healing, some of God's love and acceptance and just someone does say, come on over. Right. Well, and, and I don't know if any of my listeners are familiar with Manhattan beach, but it is a stunning place and I'd never been there. <clears throat> and it, it, like it's built on a hill and we went down to the mm. beach and I remember <clears throat> just the conversation was easy. We had gone out to lunch in a little uh, outdoor patio restaurant that day. I met your mm -hmm. sister and then we, I, it was so funny because it was November and there was a Christmas festival kind of thing Santa and everybody there is wearing bomber jackets and and uh Uggs and I'm in like a you know a sundress and flip-flops and I'm like what is wrong with these people I, know. <laughs> I just definitely I know. was not in the same climate or used to the same climate as you but but you know we had conversations that were easy and your family welcomed me your sister and and you know, it was just, it was so kind. I, I can't even tell you. And, and when I think about it now, I think, had I been just gone to my hotel room, like my intentions uh, were, I would have just been with me and my own thoughts, which were yeah. really scary at the time. And how this happened and came about just put a huge light to everything. And I went to my doctor's appointment and, you know, came home and, and you and I kept in contact and, and uh, you know, I wait for the Christmas cards you send me with all your blonde, beautiful family. <laughs> <laughs> not one brunette inside unfortunately no no I'm and I, I do have brown hair but <laughs> so um mm -hmm. a little bit about you I know you're a very busy lady um can you explain to my listeners what it is that you do do well before I before I say anything about myself I want to tell you I don't know if you saw the news last um on, on this past winter Manhattan Beach was named the number one city in the United States to live in by Forbes magazine. And I said, now he just told everybody. <laughs> I believe it. It is stunning. because, you know, that little bubble I called. I told you it's a little bubble. Yeah. And it's a little oasis and it's five miles by five miles or whatever we are. And I was I was raised right down the street in Westchester, uh, which is um, home of NASA. Uh, really the aviation hub uh, in the in the west for uh, the United States so I was raised on there so that was my little stomping grounds and it's become like this you know insane place for everybody wants to be but um, yeah I remember that day was great but well uh, it's so well, beautiful there so beautiful thank you thank you well, you got to come back uh, yeah you didn't have to ask me <laughs> twice <laughs> I know I think we're gonna have to set that up yes as soon as they open the borders I'm there <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, you know what, um, Kelly, I, uh, when you're a hockey wife and I uh, married my husband in uh, 1974, I was 19, 20 years old, just turning 20. And uh, in professional hockey with the Los Angeles Kings at that time, it was like a whirlwind to, to meet a National Hockey League uh, player. And I went, this is crazy because my sister actually married, I don't even know if you know this, my older sister was already married to a Los Angeles Kings 
NHL players. Yes, I knew that. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, us three sisters are in the books because my little sister married married one too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, we're in the record book somewhere. <laughs> and uh, and we're all from California, which is actually really even more amazing. We all met them in LA. But uh, so uh, I didn't have the opportunity coming right out of high school to uh, go to university or anything. I was working right away in the Marriott. So uh, as the years went on, and I had four kids and we traveled around from Los Angeles to Vancouver, Milwaukee, and then finally to Toronto. The, what I loved to do was sing and act. I was a theater performer and I loved to sing on stage. I did uh, The Music Man. I did Oliver, the lead in Oliver in the Beverly Hills uh, Theater in high school. And so I was uh, loving that. And I wrote music and did a lot of acting in MacGyver and 21 Jump Street and a lot of different shows and movies. So for me, that was a perfect way to move around and be able to keep my my uh, my hands in something that gave me the opportunity to be creative. But I was raising my four children. So today I'm basically retired. Um, I don't you know, really do a lot of that anymore, but I have been writing. I wrote a book, um, cookbook, and uh, not a novel, but I, I did a cookbook. I put it together, and I did a TV show with it. And up here in Toronto, it was called The Puck Mommy Show. I, I just have a lot of fun with my grandchildren and, uh, and uh, my kids up here in Toronto and then in Los Angeles where we live. I have my family out there, and I love to bike, and I'm a pretty out, outdoor person, and I, and I enjoy that. So right now it's just a, I'm chilling a little bit. Right. So your husband, Mike Murphy, he has had an incredible career. And have you ever felt like by default you came second to the career? Well, I actually wrote a song about it. I know that sounds really silly. Mm-hmm. But when I was in my uh, late 20s, I wrote a song called Invisible Girl with a record producer out there in Los Angeles. My kids to this day think it's the the, the best disco song they've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I can't and wait to hot. hear it. <laughs> I will send it to you. It's called Invisible Girl. But uh, you know what? You do take a back seat um, to the National Hockey League uh, professional hockey player because they are the ones that are the entertainer. They're famous. They're celebrities. And um in los angeles los angeles hockey was not big back then remember in 1974 i could give away 10 tickets a game and no one wanted them and i would and then and then (laughs) nobody wanted them and then when uh my husband became he had a very successful career he was 13 years playing for the um new york rangers uh st louis blues and la kings the la kings he was uh, 11 years playing for them and then assistant coach, and then finally head coach. When my husband uh, was released as head coach, they hired, uh, sorry, they not hired, but they hired a new coach, but they got acquired Wayne Gretzky, which turned hockey in, in Los Angeles into what it is today. You can't, you know, you can barely get a ticket. Wow. Yeah. So I like to tell people we had the ugly purple and yellow uniforms. Mm-hmm. That everyone pretends like those are real cute and cool. They were not. They were really ugly. <laughs> and um, and then my husband gets fired, and they get those awesome black and silver and white uniforms. And Wayne Gretzky and I said, "Hey, we missed out on this." <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but he had a great career, and he still is uh, in professional hockey. Uh, he's senior vice president of the National Hockey League hockey operations, and uh, very blessed. 
hockey has been very just an uh, incredible blessing in uh, our lives. Yeah, and even when I had a heart uh, procedure in London, and I came and you and I and my husband had dinner and uh, I got to meet Mike and he actually took us upstairs of yeah. what they call the war room the war and room. Yeah. where they do yeah. all the replays and stuff. And he was very hospitable and kind and, and it was just kind of cool to go up and see behind the scenes what he does and how that happened. And and uh, then yeah. we ended up going down and, and watching a game. He had got us, uh, you know, seats there that we could watch the game that night. And again, just a, a very yeah. kind, kind thing to do. So throughout his busy career, how did you mm. hold it all together on the home front? I mean, you, you know, but also find time to follow your own dreams and build success for yourself. Well, I was a uh, pretty much a I was a stay at home mom pretty much because I I I believe in uh, staying home with your kids the first if you can the first five years to solidify that bond between mom and child. But I, even if I had wanted to go to work after that, I, there was no one to help me. We had we moved. I didn't have any family in the places we moved to, which is Vancouver and Milwaukee. And in Toronto, I had some of his family. But I was really, I wanted to raise my children. And I wanted to be the main uh, person in their life that was going to teach them um, about life, you know, until they were 18. So I wanted to be there. And I was like uh, feeding three hockey players. And my daughter was a dancer. And uh, I was I I was in the car in the van. I had a van all the time. Wow. I really I, I should have been a show Uber driver back then, but they didn't have it. You could probably tie hockey skates with your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I I was the worst um, skate tire. So my my boys would go, Mom, please, please get the coach to do our skate. I I would I had calluses on my fingers. They were still not tight enough for these boys. I've got big strapping. Uh, uh, sons and I, you know, I, you you know, two of my sons were drafted into the National Hockey League, and my other son played professional hockey as well, and played out of York and got a, a fabulous degree from York and was um, a university player. So I have uh, I have hockey players all all, all my around, life and you. I couldn't do and I couldn't do the skates. <laughs> so didn't they? <laughs> and I might be missing or might have just thought this, but didn't they have uh, your sons have a hockey school in Toronto as well, or teach hockey yes. or something like that? Yes, as a matter of fact, the the Murphy Hockey School. Um, my sons have been running for many years. Uh, it's like I said, it's the Murphy Hockey School. It's out of Aurora, Ontario. And um, as well as that, my son-in-law, my, my daughter married an incredible man who I'm just so blessed to have as my son-in-law, but he was a professional goalie as well in the NHL, AHL, and the KHL. So he runs um, the hockey club uh, in Aurora as well. And it's um, a great uh, place to get hockey training, elite training for goalies, players, and it's an incredible uh club uh in aurora where you can also rent out the ice for christmas parties and birthday parties but he trains goalies and and hockey players and uh the hockey club and his name is tom lawson and it's a you know hockey is basically our life and don't ask me how a, a girl from california 
that was a singer, <laughs> dancer, and actress ended up with hockey is my life. Right. And I love it. And I love it. Yeah. And I'm I, so blessed. And even on the plane that day, I remember showing you a picture of my children. And that's what brought up that conversation. And they had their hockey jerseys on. And you yeah. said, oh, you like hockey. And I said, yeah, I spend my life <laughs> in a hockey rink. And then you you said that, you know, and it's just, <laughs> you, ne- yeah. you never know who you're going to meet and the connections that you're going to make. Um, what yeah, is one yeah. piece of advice that you would give to other hockey wives, specifically hockey wives? Hockey wives um, married to um, professional players or, or uh, hockey yeah. moms raising children? Either one. Uh, hockey wives. Well, as a hockey wife, one of the things that I really, I did this on purpose is I noticed it was more difficult when uh, for the family as a unit, if I tried to have like a full-time career uh, away from it, it, we struggled when I tried to do that. I was writing songs and I was, uh, I had a one woman show and I had four little kids and I had someone to help me, but it was more difficult on my husband because he's trying to be, you know, the head coach of the LA Kings. And I'm trying to have, you know, these dates I'm performing and writing. And it was very difficult. So I I really did take a break from all that, uh, from the writing and, the, and all that. And I stuck to doing just some acting and TV shows and so forth. So I think sometimes really support your husband, but do that also for your children and for yourself to have a, a really, you know, well-balanced home where you have some downtime for yourself and him and the kids. I think sometimes it's too—it's really difficult to have it all at the same time. Yes. And I think you can have it all, but just not at the same time. So, you know, then you can go back to what you like to do. But uh, being a hockey mom was really and was really fun. But I think being a hockey mom of chill, young boys that you think are going to be good, I, I think you can't think they're going to make it to the NHL or uh, I'm going to put my, you know, I'm going to make them skate all year long. I think you have to give them a break as well. You know, you don't, it's, it's a really small, slim chance to make it in the NHL. And I think as a hockey mom, just enjoy them, enjoy the games. And, you know, I don't know. I wrote a book about it because it was the meals are really important and gather around the table and, and, you know, God says, break bread together and as a family, and you do need to get together and pray together before meals. And that's how, that's how I, uh, I did it. And I really enjoyed that. Right. Um, so the books you're, you know, and different things that you've been involved in, where can my listeners go to find, to find those things about you so that they can, you know, learn about what your passions a little bit more. Well, I have a book. I have a book out. Actually, it's being sold right now. I had it being sold um, on my website years ago, puckmommies.com. But I'm, I didn't, I didn't do the show any longer than that. So right now my books are for sale at my son-in-law's shop called the hockey club in Aurora, Ontario. But um, I have an Instagram uh, page, uh, puck mommies. And you can you can see some of the stuff on uh, that I, I get involved with on there. But, you know, pretty much I just enjoy my life right now and I'm not doing anything really intensely. Yes. I'm just trying to enjoy my life a little bit. But you'd have to go to the hockey club to get my book because it's for sale there for twenty dollars. OK, well, I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> and the <laughs> recipes are good. I have to be honest with you. The recipes are good. Yeah, I watched one of the TV shows that you sent me and it's you're just so 
you're so fun. And, uh, you know, I thank just, you. I just think back to that time and I can't tell you how it just warmed my heart. And I, every time I am thinking, you know, oh, you know, things bad that happen, or I really, mm. really go mm. back to that plane ride and go back to just your generosity and kindness. And it really is overwhelming because that is unheard of like and I'm sure it's happened before and and it'll happen again but how how it made me feel and made things so um much easier for me and you know the connection I felt to you and just it I can't even explain to you how it warms my heart and and continues to seven years later and will continue for the rest of my life. It was just such a grand gesture and it worked out amazingly. And, uh, you know, I know sometimes we, we've gone, you know, we would talk and touch base and then not talk or whatever, but I'm really glad that we've reconnected and, um, thank you so much. You know, you are just, you're just a gem and, you know, I do think that, everything happens for a reason and you came into my life that day sitting on the front of the plane for for an absolute <laughs> <laughs> an absolute reason and a, and a gift yes. me for sure and- you know kelly i want to say one thing to you that when i was 15 uh, my father was killed in a car accident and i lost my world i lost my uh, identity when i was 15 he was the best dad in the world And us four kids, uh, my brother was in the car and he was given last rights. And here's a little 15-year-old girl and everything changed in one day. My my brother lived, praise the Lord. My father was killed instantly. My mother was a widow at 47 years old. Um, I was just starting high school and I just went into shock. And I never told anybody about my pain until someone reached out to me and I'll never forget it. And I think giving God calls it his grace. And when, when he gives you that grace, you want to give grace to other people and open your arms to them. And I think that's why I connected with you so well. I felt such a a kinship with you. I really did. And I don't, I, I don't know. I just wanted to share what God had given to me and his grace is sufficient for me. And it is for you too. And I felt I wanted to share that and open my arms to you as he did to me. And I was so happy to meet you. And I, I, I just felt uh, my heart just was overwhelmed with uh, joy for bringing you some comfort during that time. I was very blessed to be able to be there for you. Well, it was a total gift to me. My final question to you is what affirmation motto or phrase do you think best represents you and your life? Um, I think I go back to, I was thinking about this. I go back to the grace. Um, all of us are going to go through difficult periods in our time. And I think of just being kind to other people and gracious to other people. Take the time to not judge people right away, but to give them the grace and the graciousness that God gave me, I like to give that back to the people 
And sometimes people don't accept it and sometimes they do, but I try to live my life as a, I think being a mother uh, was probably the most important thing in my life. And I think if you do that well, uh, like Jackie Kennedy said, if you, if you bungle that up, that's pretty much uh, not a good thing. So I think <laughs> the, the most important thing is to be a good mom, a good person, and uh, just giving uh, back to what God has given me. Well, you have certainly done that. And I am so honored to have met you. And I hope our relationship continues on forever and ever. And um, I want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast today with me. And um, you mean a lot to me. And I love you very much. I love you. I love you more, my dear. <laughs> okay, we will talk soon.